Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, guys, our next guest is coming off another impressive win over Calvin Gaslam, the number three ranked middleweight in the world now, joins us to talk about what's next and a whole bunch of other things. The king of crystals, the killer gorilla himself, Jared Cannonier. Welcome back to Submission Radio. How are you, man? I've been good. How are you guys, Casper and Dennis? I've been good. I appreciate you guys having me. Good, man. Good. We're good. We're good, especially now that you're on the show. Excited to talk to you, man. And first off, we have to clear something up, Jared. You mentioned to Ariel Hawani how Marvel isn't calling you up to do any movies, but we have to find out. If they did, what's the superhero that Jared Cannonier would want to play? Oh, that's a tough one. Well, of course, the most prominent one would be uh, uh, Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I hear hear they're they're looking uh, for a replacement, man. I know, right? (laughs) I know my creden- my acting credentials aren't up, but uh, I can learn. Who who's your favorite but, um, man? Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. I don't really. It's hard. That's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Uh, it's hard because I like Spider Man. It's certain qualities of certain uh, individuals I like. I like Spider Man. He's agile. He's not the biggest, but he's the uh, you know, but he's will really, always willing to throw down with the biggest. And of course, the Hulk. Um, he was one of the biggest and the strongest and, you know, most aggressive and all that good stuff. I like Wolverine. I like the uh, Professor X. I like them all, man. I like them all. But you got to settle this for us, man. This is the big one. Who is the Spider-Man to Jared Cannonier? Is it Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or is it Tom Holland? Well, Tom Holland has done the best job out of all three, so I'm going to have to go with Tom. Oh, people, people in the comment section right now. I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I like Tobey Maguire, actually. But I was going to say, man, um, you mentioned the whole Marvel thing because you're kind of trying to explain the real situation. The most UFC fighters are into Ariel Hawani. You, discuss, you discussed how your wife is getting ready to get back to work. Is it kind of frustrating to see some of the pay gaps between the UFC and other combat sports like boxing, where we saw like Tyron Woodley, for example, made quite a big payday the other weekend for the card that he was on with Jake Paul? I wouldn't say that it's frustrating. To be honest, it's it's an issue, but it's not, you know, that prevalent in my mind, to be honest. Um, I understand the UFC as a uh, merit-based pay system. So uh, the better you promote yourself, the better you perform, the better you fight, the more money you're going to make. So, um, and MMA, you know, we make this comparison to boxing and MMA, you know, a lot, but uh, I don't think boxers are getting paid a lot of money at the lower ends of of their careers. You feel me? So, but I'm not, I'm not too sure about that. But again, back to that uh, whole conversation, you know. Um, that thing just uh, grew wheels and legs of its own and turned it to something completely different from what I was trying to say in the octagon. And and then, of course, Ariel got a hold, got a hold of it and uh, asked his questions, and uh, it turned us into this big old thing that 
<clears throat> was definitely not my intent. So, but uh, as far as the, uh, I would definitely like to see that gap. Uh, 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 what's the word? Shorten, if you will. Because mm-hmm. hell yeah, hell yeah, I want my money, but I'm not, you know, picking it outside of Dana White's or Sean Shelby's or or Mick Maynard's house, talking about they need to pay us more because. I honestly get paid pretty good, you know. Um, I just haven't been busy in the last couple of years. So just, so, I was going to say settle it for us because, you know, obviously it has become a big story and a big sort of, you know, talking point. So you said that some of it got maybe, it became a bigger thing than what you intended on. What what were your intentions? What was the actual message that you wanted to get out? Well, DC asked me, uh, what do I want next? Do I want to fight next or the champ or something like that? And I realized that the champ's not going to fight. Uh, Whitaker until maybe next year sometime, and then it's going to be another four or five months after that. So I was just, you know, thinking into the future, and then I asked, well, I'm broke. I can't wait, you know, the rest of this year, and then four or five months into uh, 2020. And it's not that I'm poor or anything, you know what I'm saying? My bills are paid. You know, I still got my, you know, I'm renting this house here, and all the bills are paid in this house. So, you know, I'm not poor or anything. Everybody took it as if, you know, I'm struggling to make money. You know, it was just... Here, go on. I'm, I'm doing interviews, huh? <laughs> but uh, was that Dana White trying to go into the room? Be like, Jared, stop talking about this. <laughs> trying to silence me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was that was that was that's just my situation. I haven't been able to fight. I've been dealing with injuries since 2000. You know, since 2020. You know, so um, that's just been my issue. Um, and now everybody's turning it into this thing. Um. You know, everybody's got their comments and remarks. Apparently, uh, some of these fighters aren't broke, so they're willing to wait forever in a day for a title shot that they may or may not get. So, you know, it's just turning into this big dumb thing, I guess. Yeah. And did the UFC say anything to you? Anyone from the UFC say anything to you after the post-fight interview or anything like that? No, just people asking me uh, questions for clarification, and I gave them my clarification. And I also give them my truth. I'm not going to sit here and say, no, I don't want more money. I'm not saying I don't want no more money. Hell yeah, I want more money. I would definitely love it if they paid me more. But I'm not saying that they're not paying me good either. So, uh, you know, everybody's trying to turn it into this thing and lump me into the same category as all the other fighters who've had uh, uh, pay complaints or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm not complaining about my play. I'm not complaining about my pay. I kick ass and I get compensated, uh, you know, I get compensated for it. Mm. Well, you talking about your wife going back to work, it kind of, uh, it, it, it brings up something interesting, which is that before your fighting run, uh, you worked at the Federal Aviation Administration in Anchorage, Alaska. Now, I'll be honest, my knowledge of Alaska comes primarily from the Simpsons movie and a few select Discovery Channel programs. I think Deadliest Catch was primarily in Alaska. So, and Australia, yeah. you know, being in Australia, we know nothing about Alaska, but it sounds crazy, man. Alaska seems like a wild place. What what was it actually like? And what do you think is the biggest misconception about Alaska life? Well, uh, Alaska has been colonized. So it's just like any other place where, you know, where it's been colonized. You know, you got people... To be honest, Alaska was really nice. It's, a, it's a, uh, in Anchorage specifically. It's a, uh, it's got two, I think, three military bases and a whole bunch of FAA infrastructure there. Military, the military uh, complex has a big infrastructure in Alaska in general. But um, <clears throat> in Anchorage, where I was at, there's a lot of diversity, a lot of different cultures. Uh, 
of course, of course, including the uh, Alaska Native cultures, the the different Alaska Native cultures. So there's different ones up there. For those who aren't aware, it's not just one. And the one that you're thinking probably isn't the one that you that that uh, probably isn't the one that you'll be uh, standing in front of when you're walking, you know, walking through uh, Anchorage. But um, there's a bunch of different cultures, you know, a lot of Hispanic cultures, or even African cultures, um, Eastern European cultures. Um, <clears throat> Uh, Asian cultures, Koreans, uh, you know, uh, South Asians, Indians, stuff like that. So it was a bunch of different cultures there. So I liked it a lot in that regard. I just didn't like the long winters. Mm. I don't like cold snow. I'm not a big fan of no uh, less sunlight. Even though the nights were beautiful, the summers were really good there. Um, but there's people there. There's roads. Most of uh, northern Alaska is pretty remote, so there's not too much population up there, but in Fairbanks and Anchorage and, and a few of the other cities, it's uh, developed a little bit. And then there are more rural cities that uh, sort of, uh, I guess, by nature, naturally has, uh, what's the word, maintained some of its uh, rural aspects, if you will. Yeah, because when I think of Alaska, like, you know, if the Discovery Channel is correct and what it teaches me, it's very, like, outdoorsy, you know? People are very hands-on. You know, fighting a bear is just, like, you know, what you do every morning because, you know, whatever. But did you – and, yeah, like, the you mentioned the winters. Like, I just always think of Alaska as, like, crazy, crazy snow, ice road truckers style. Is that is, – was it kind of like that? Did you find yourself doing, like, a lot of outdoor stuff and doing things by hand, or is that just completely, you know, not right? Well, there is a that outdoor con aspect. A lot of people like to go hiking, biking, uh, trail, uh, you know, trail hiking and stuff like that. Especially again, especially during the summertime. That's the time to do it. Nobody's doing that during the winter unless you're like training for cross cross country skiers. I think we had like an Olympian and stuff and do do something like that from Alaska. But um, um. But for the most part, the again, the city of Anchorage is built up. They have trucks that come and and uh, plow the plow the streets, and you got private companies, people who have plows in their trunks who will, trucks who will plow and stuff. Um, they got a Walmart. They got a Fries. <laughs> you know, uh, they got a Dave and Buster's now too. I hear, and here's pretty uh, jumping up there. I think what you're doing right now is you're getting everybody to want to move to Alaska. You're like the Alaska. <laughs> you should get a job in the tourism sector because yeah. it sounds pretty good to us. And by the way, you have to be the pride of Anchorage, Alaska, right? Because I know you've you still got the house there. So I'm I'm guessing at the end of the career, you guys move back to Alaska, and we're looking at the next mayor of Alaska potentially, <laughs> Jared Kennedy, right? I wouldn't say the mayor. I'm not. I'm not born and raised in Alaska. I'm a Texan. You know, I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas. So I just moved and lived up there and worked up there until you know this MMA thing jumped off. I do still own my house and I do plan on making my way back up there, but not. It's not going to be like a permanent move. At the end of my career, I plan on owning a house here in Phoenix and Texas, and of course the one I own in, in Alaska. I need to. I need to buy some property, and. Uh, uh, in my father's hometown, I need to buy some land down there. Um, you know, I just got to make the money to make it happen. That's all. Yeah. There's some select bears that were very happy when you moved out. And now that you're coming back, they're like, oh, <laughs> shit, the big dog's back in town. I'm going to find somewhere else to, uh, to hide. But I was going to say, we got to get your thoughts on, obviously, this past uh, weekend's fights between uh, Darren Till and Derek Brunson. Obviously, a huge fight uh, for your division. What did you think of that one? Um, I thought it went 
similar to how I expected it to go. You know, I, I expected either Darren was going to come out pretty aggressive and not get backed up by uh, by Brunson. And he did a few in, in certain areas, of, in certain parts of the fight and until he got wrestled. And I expected him to be a lot better as far as getting back up from getting taken down and defending those takedowns and stuff. But uh, also, I'm aware that Darren, or not Darren, Derek is an All-American wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's been doing it as far as being an MMA wrestler for over 10 years. You know, I've seen this guy in strike force taking guys down, you know, chasing guys across his, uh, the ring, taking them down. But a lot more reserved this time around. And, uh, you know, he picked this time to wrestle at the perfect time in all three rounds. And uh, it didn't take much of his wrestling to make that uh, fight go his way. Mm. Well, what do you think the future looks like for Till? I mean, obviously, you're somebody who moved all the way down from heavyweight to middleweight. And Till's moved up from welterweight to be at middleweight. Um, Do you think that uh, Till has sort of reached his ceiling in a lot of ways in the division do you think do you foresee him sort of contending against the top guys in the division or do you think it's just a minor setback well i think <laughs> um kevin hall has been posting memes already until <laughs> joining uh joining him and i can't remember who somebody else to go with him to dagestan to learn how to wrestle <laughs> so it was funny i think if i definitely still learn how not to get held down um he still has his, you know, that potential to be very successful in the division until he comes up against me. And then, and then it's, again. But, um, yeah, going. Yeah. But, uh, no, I don't think it's, def- I definitely don't think it's over for him. Um, he definitely, uh, looked like he won as far as the striking aspects of that fight go went and he was on his way, especially in that third round. He was on his way to probably putting a stamp on that. And then, uh, Brunson turned to right. Well, I think Till. I think Till made a, made an error when Brunson shot in. He defended, then Till went for the front headlock position, which invites wrestling situation all you know all day long. So, um, yeah, I think Till definitely still has a has opportunity to be successful. Mm. And then on the flip side, you got Derek Brunson, who's obviously put together this really nice streak, and I think shocked a lot of people. He's been the underdog in basically all these last fights, and he's gone out and won. Um, what do you think of his sort of? I guess, title hopes. He's looking to wait for the next title shot. He, I guess, kind of the opposite of you, right? You won your last fight. You said, you know, I'm broke. I need to keep fighting to make some extra money. He was kind of like, I'm good. I have money. I'm happy to wait. And I think you touched on that a little bit earlier where you said some people are willing to wait for a title shot that may or may not come. What do you think of that situation? Well, I'm going to take my personal feelings and put that aside and say that I understand uh, his willingness to wait. Um, I don't know how I feel about being made that, that comparison being made of being broken, not broken, willing to do things and not willing to do things. You know, like I've said this in the past, that I don't fight to make money. Mm. I just so happen to make good money for my fighting. I fight because I love to do this. Um, and, uh, that's, that's it, man. That's, that's my stance. So for me, it's not only because I, you know, I would like to accumulate some more money is the reason why I'm fighting or I won't wait for the title. I'm not going to wait for the title because I need to fight. You know what I'm saying? I need to get my hands on somebody. It's not the money. It's not the lack of money. The reason why I need to fight, I need to fight because I need to put my hands on somebody. I need to get in there and get better. I need to, I need that. I need that competition. That's going to make me better. Um, And if these guys want to stand around and wait 
to fight get their ass whooped by Izzy, you know, I I don't I, I find it hard to understand. It's, it's just for me, it's about the fight. You know, all these guys are worried thinking about their career and stuff. And like I said, man, the more you fuck, the more you hang on to something, the easier I mean, the easier it is to lose it. The harder, the tighter it is to hang on to something or something. You guys get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a saying. Uh, there's a bunch of country songs about that shit too. <laughs> but um, for me, uh, again, I understand his stance. Him, he's been doing this for a long time. He hasn't had his title shot. He was close to his title shot, and then he ran into Izzy, um, and now he's on his way. I don't think he's in a position to to wait for a title shot, to be honest. He's number five. He beat number seven. Um, I don't think that does much. I think that just solidifies your position right there at contendership. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that makes you the number one contender. So um, if he wants to uh, be certified officially the number one contender, he'd fight me. And then he can sit around and wait and, and be guaranteed the title shot. But as far as, I mean, if I wait and he waits, I'm getting the title shot first. That's just, if you look at the rankings, that's how it is, you know? So, um, I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm, to be honest, I'm waiting for them to call me. <laughs> and if he says no, you know what I'm saying? He won't, he won't be the first one to say no to a fight with me. But a bunch of these guys say no to me. A lot of these guys in the top of the, the division have said no to me. So, so I'm not surprised. So you reckon if both of you kind of waited, not that you want to, but if both of you were to wait, you reckon they'd give you the, the shot over him? Naturally, because I'm ahead of, of him in the rankings. My resume of who I've beat the last four guys, got four wins in the division, the last four guys who I've beat have all been better than the guys who he's beat, you know? So, um, I don't know, man. I know he's on a winning streak, but uh, my... Four out of five uh, wins are better than his five out of, what, five? Mm. And just to be clear, Jared, I mean, if the UFC did approach you about fighting him next, obviously you've got Costa and Vittori fighting as well, October 23rd. What is the fight that interests you more? Is it this Brunson fight, or do you think it's the winner of Costa Vittori that gets you closer to the next title shot? Well, of course, the winner of Costa and Vittori is a more clear-cut contenders. That's one versus two. Um, but if they called and said Derek Brunson contenders match, this is for the next title shot. We're not thinking about Victorian thing. They're they're going to be after you. Then yeah, I'm 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 accepting that fight. I just want to quickly go back to Brunson and for a sec. Obviously, he wants this rematch with Israel. You were on that card, UFC 230, where they originally fought in New York. What do you actually think that rematch would look like? What do you think Brunson at Asanya 2 would look like? Well, from what I saw out of Brunson in his last fight, I think Izzy tools him up all day long on the feet. Um, I don't think his striking has developed to the level to contend with a guy like Israel. We saw how successful Darren Till was, and it was essentially some pressure with a one-two. You know, and it was had Darren on his heels, had him, you know, thinking about shooting, <laughs> and it worked out. So... The question is, can he get Izzy down and hold him down like he did Darren? I I don't know. We ain't seen nobody hold him down like that. You know? Can Darren do it? Yeah. I mean, can Derek? I'm sorry. I keep saying Darren. Can Derek <laughs> hold him down? Absolutely. Uh, he definitely has the uh, the skills to be able to make it happen. But um, 
You know, I think, I think Izzy got, I think, I think Izzy has his number in that fight. Mm. I think it's interesting when you look at the division, like Costa Vittori, it's a, it's a good fun fight, but it's like both of these guys have already gotten beaten by Israel Adesanya and quite recently too. I think that you and Derek is like a pretty interesting matchup, even if it's maybe not the the ideal one for you just because of rankings. Um, if if you and Derek got matched up, how, how do you think you match up against Derek? I know you've spoken to us many times about how for you it's more about the art um, and the, the expression, but how do you think you match up against him? Well, again, I think I'm sure I have the striking advantage, um, and I'm sure he believes he has the wrestling advantage. But I don't think his offensive wrestling is better than my defensive wrestling. So uh, he may be able to take me down, but can he keep me there? Can he do that for five rounds? Can he, you know, can he? And uh, if you ask me, I'm naturally going to say no. He can't. He'll probably have a different answer, but um, that's my answer. He he won't be able to do that against me, and I beat him up. So Maybe time- take him down and ground and pound him out. Yeah, could you imagine? Uh, speaking of ground and pound, uh, if you enjoy cereal but don't enjoy the excess sugar and wish you could ground and pound all the sugar out of your favorite cereals, fear no more. Enter Magic Spoon. I can't tell you how many times I've browsed the cereal aisles thinking, you look delicious, you look delicious, but I can't have you because you got too much sugar. And now Magic Spoon is here, the zero sugar cereal, tasting as delicious as all your childhood favorites, minus all the sugar in it. Yeah, man, I'll tell you, dude, it's pretty crazy. Zero grams of sugar, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, and only 140 calories this thing is legit. And the great thing is, just like Casper mentioned, it's not like you're going to be eating some weird flavors that you've never seen before. These are all the flavors that you guys grew up with and absolutely loved. The cocoa, the fruity, the frosted, the peanut butter, the cinnamon, the blueberry, the cookies and cream, the maple waffle. All the flavors that you want and more is available with Magic Spoon. Honestly, uh, it's changed my life, Cass. I'm eating cereal every night now. There's no need to cook dinner. I'm basically eating cereal, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I feel good about it. And I feel like the old Dennis from back in uh, primary school days is back yet again. It just (laughs) feels so good to be in lockdown, but be able to actually enjoy something for a change. And uh, you guys could do that today with this crazy deal, because if you click on the link below, you guys can grab yourself an awesome discount with the code word submission at checkout. $5 off at magicspoon.com forward slash submission. Game changing, man. Life changing. That's right. Speaking of game changing, if you are still shaving yourself, shaving your junk with a rusty razor, uh, making a mess, you know, using countless rolls of toilet paper just to, you know, bandage up your poor old boy. Don't do that anymore. Get the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, the best grooming tool on the market with the skin safe technology. Never cut yourself again. This Lawnmower 4.0, it's got a whole bunch of different guards so you can uh, trim your junk and trim your pubes to any length that you like. It's got the LED light. It's got the 7,000 RPM of motor. It is waterproof. You can basically use it anywhere you like. And at the moment, they're giving away a sexy discount so you can be the best version of yourself, whether you're going on a date, I don't know, going to training, or just want to be the most streamlined version of yourself, the most smooth balls in town. That's what you're going to be known for. Isn't that right, Dennis? That's right, man. Get some speed stripes in your life today with the code word submission. Get 20% off and free shipping. Do it today. 20% off and free shipping with the code word submission today. But Jared, what are you thinking, man? What are you thinking in terms of returns? When would be like the ideal time to make the comeback for you and, and have this next fight? ASAP. 
as soon as possible. Uh, November, December. Um, have you have you have you spoken to the UFC about it? Like, is this already in discussion about the timeline already? Or are they already looking at those months for you? No, um, no, I haven't talked to anybody yet. I'm waiting to get a call, you know, a contract for a fight, and hopefully a new contract for you know a deal with the UFC. Um, so I'm just waiting for the phone call. I think they were waiting for. This weekend, past weekend, to play out, they could potentially be waiting for the Vittori uh, Costa fight to play out before they call me with an offer. I don't know. Um, I'm not like calling Mick and say, "Hey, man, what's going on? What are you thinking, brother?" <laughs> Which I probably should. I probably could. I should. But um, I'm just gonna sit right now. For now, I'm sitting. I'm gonna watch the board and see how uh, things play out. You mentioned that you want a new contract. Is your current contract finished or is this something that you want to kind of do for your next fight? You know how a lot of fighters these days is very common where they, they negotiate before their fight contract finishes. Yes, I believe that's the situation. Yeah. The current situation, I'm uh, I'm not done with my contract. I think I got a fight or two left on it still. Mm-hmm. Um, so I assume we're in a position to renegotiate. What what made you, you know, I guess come to that conclusion and, and want to do a new deal? Well, talking to my manager. Is it a situation where it's one of those like initial contracts where you were locked into a certain amount and now it's obviously a situation where you're a main eventer and there's a certain guarantee that needs to be changed going into your next fight? Is that sort of the mentality behind it? No. Um, to be honest, I, have, I don't deal with my contract negotiations at this point, my manager deals with them. They send me the offer. I read through it and I either agree to it or I don't agree to it. Um, luckily, the offers that they sent me have all been A-OK. Um, and I'm assuming that trend is going to continue. It's going to be better than, you know, where I was for this last fight. So I've uh, looked at the increases from my previous contracts. And hopefully we'll see something similar, if not better, to those increases. Yeah, and I wonder, is a sort of a, a possible guarantee to get a title shot if you win your next fight, is that something that would be a part of the contract for you? Some kind of, uh, I suppose, uh, implication of the contract that would would say that you would be in, in contention for a title if that next win comes? And also, for those people freaking out at home, you know, how likely is it that you could go somewhere else if you don't get what you want? <laughs> <laughs> you mean go somewhere like to another organization? Yeah, man. I mean, there's people at the edge of their seats now. Everybody was hoping to see Jared Kennedy stick around the UFC, but now the possibilities are endless. <laughs> well, that's, I don't think, I foresee you're going to see Jared Kennedy in the UFC. Um, I'm not trying to go anywhere. I don't think the UFC is trying to let me go right now. At this point in time in the career, the, uh, the champion has beaten most, if not all, of the top contenders. I'm the only one who hasn't uh, faced him. So um, so there's still that. Um, on top of that, I, you know, I ain't did anything to make anybody mad. Um, I do my job. I make it easy for everybody else around me to do my job. I don't present any, off, any problems or issues to the UFC or anything like that. The only issue that they may have with me is just my uh, me dragging my feet on getting papers in, getting papers to them back and forth to them to shot and stuff, you know, responding to emails and things like that because I don't like, you know, 
I don't like these phones telling me when to look at them and do stuff like that, you know. So, um, no, I expect to be in the UFC. Um, whether they give me a contract for my next fight or not, I'm still going to fight. I'll fight the contract out if need be and uh, make them believe that they <laughs> they want to keep me on board. If, if that, I mean, if that's the uh, the atmosphere, which I doubt. I think we're all on good terms. I think uh, I think the UFC like, likes me, to be honest. Um, I know I'm not the biggest uh, talker. I don't have, you know, the biggest, uh, what's the word? I don't garner much attention, at least by putting on clown hats and dancing for 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 everybody for dancing for their masters or anything like like that because that's that's not what I'm gonna do. Everybody wants you to be an entertainer. I'm not an entertainer. I ain't nobody's jester. I ain't finna. I ain't. I am nobody's fool. So I'm not finna sit here and make a fool of myself on this camera for you guys. You know, what I'm saying just to get more attention and more money and all that shit. So uh, I kick ass and I do it pretty darn well. So like, I look good doing it too. Yeah, that's why we like chatting to you, uh, Jared, because you keep it real. That's why we like these convos with mm -hmm. you. But you kind of answered my next question because I was going to ask you if for whatever reason the contract wasn't to your liking, would it keep you out? But you were saying that you, you'd fight it out if need be and then you would just, you know, look for a better contract in the, in the near future, I guess. If, worst case scenario, they didn't give you what you wanted, which hopefully they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the po po possibilities are endless, you know. Um, so for me, I don't necessarily think about what may or may not happen, I usually just aim for what I want. And what I want is to either get that title shot next or a contenders fight next. So that's the only thing I'm putting my mental energy, my spirit energy into. I'm not concerning myself as if they don't give me. I haven't even thought about if they haven't. They're not going to give me a contract. I don't even uh, see that as a possibility, to be honest. Mm. So, so um, you know, it was kind of weird you guys asking me. I'm like, who? I mean, are you guys talking to somebody? Has somebody said something to you? Hey, hey, listen, man, you know, we were just, we, were, we got scared. You mentioned it. <laughs> we're like, all right, Jared Kennedy, we can't wait to see his next fight. And we just had to find out. Just quickly, Jared, before we wrap, and by the way, you're one of the realest guys in the game. And I think that's what fans love about you. You don't need to do anything outside of what you do. Your fights are honestly an expression all in the, all, all on their own. But just quickly before we wrap up, what is this T-shirt that you're wearing? Because I think you're wearing a cool T-shirt, but we can't we can't actually see it. What's no? Oh, your... This is a no huh. your mushroom. I think it's a Mario reference. Ah, oh, there, nice. there it is. No your mushrooms. Look at this. And it's got the power up one. And... <laughs> James Lynch would be going crazy right now. One up the mini. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. The only one they don't have on there is the magic mushrooms. They need to get that on there. <laughs> well, there you guys go. I mean, we can't wait to see what happens next, but make sure to follow Jared on Instagram at Killer Gorilla MMA. He's actually doing some posts now, which is very exciting for his fans. And <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you know, I think I think I think it really means a lot when you post because whenever you do, it's always something cool. So make sure to follow the man and we can't wait to see what happens next, of course. You've got the mushroom t-shirt. I feel like this should be an official piece of merchandise maybe for the next fight, Jared. I don't know, but I think there's something there for it. Thanks so much for joining us, man. Thank you. I appreciate you. Appreciate you guys having me. Thanks, Jared. And good luck out there. I hear Australia is pretty crazy right now. Yeah, we're in lockdown number tw you know, 25,000 over here, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it will come down and we'll see you fight in person. Maybe, maybe next year, man. Yeah. Yeah, man, for real. Awesome. Thanks, Jared. Catch you later. Thanks, Thanks Jared. for your time. All the best, man. Bye bye.